Good evening, Family Church Waterside, and welcome to another edition of Sunday Night Local. Um, it's great to be great to be with you and be able to share the word of God with you tonight. I'm looking forward just to unpacking uh, some more stuff for you this evening. Um, trust you've had a great day. Um, enjoyed the extra hour of daylight. Been, been not so good this morning with an hour less in bed, but it's been great this evening with uh, it being light to a lot longer. So it's been that's been awesome. And yeah, praise God. Praise God for sunshine. It's always always amazing. So yeah, we're going to be unpacking some more stuff um, tonight and just continuing with the Believers um, Toolbox. But just while some people are still joining in, um, just a few things to mention. Um, with it being this this week being um, Easter week, of course, um, then there's going to be a video from the pastors um, every day this week, starting from tomorrow. Um, so have a look out for that. It'll be on social media, um, on YouTube, FC in the usual place, FC Live. Um, and... Yes, what's the other thing I'm going to say? Oh yes, plan for regathering. Um, I've been saying this for a few weeks now and I'm well aware of that, um, but things have been slightly more complex than we'd initially envisaged. Um, but we will have a plan for regathering um, very, very soon. Um, probably, uh, more than likely it'll be this week. Um, we'll be explaining exactly how it's all going to work. So so keep an eye out on your emails um, and on social media, etc. And we'll fill you in on on what's what and how you can sign up and register and all those kind of exciting things, how you get involved in team and all that kind of stuff. So that'd be exciting. So keep an eye out um, for that. And as of all we've been doing, just encourage you just to continue to stay connected during this time. Don't forget the rules around um, meeting with others changes tomorrow. Um, with You can uh, meet up in a public place or in a private garden um, with up to six people from different households or um, two whole households. There's no limit on the numbers. Uh, two different households can meet up. So I'd encourage you just to be meeting up with others from um, from church and just connect with each other and um, some connect groups may be doing some physical stuff now outside and and stuff so it's all going in the right direction praise God for that and you know um, you know hopefully sooner rather than later you know we'll be um, in church together etc and kind of getting other things um, off the ground definitely momentum as well um, that restarts on Friday this is, uh, I can't remember the date now um, it escapes me 16th of April I believe um, yeah that's right Friday 16th of April um, so if you've got kids of momentum age, you haven't signed them up yet, please get them signed up um, as soon as you can. We'd really appreciate that. And Josh would very much appreciate it. So that'd be awesome. Yeah, so things are going in the right direction. So let's keep believing for God's best um, in it all. Amen. Praise God. Let's just pray just before we get into the word of God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord, you're so, so good. Lord, we thank you for your word. Lord, we thank you for, Lord... The place that the word of God has in our lives, Lord God, and the way it changes changes our thinking, or the way it changes us, Lord God, Lord, and what it does in us, what it teaches us, what it encourages us, Lord, what it convicts us of, Lord, at times, Lord God, we just thank you for your word, and I pray you just speak for your word this evening, Lord God, and you just, um, Lord, just speak whatever you want to speak into our hearts, Lord God, we just choose all to have open hearts before you this evening, in Jesus' name, Amen, Amen. So we've been talking about a believer's toolbox for the last few weeks um, on the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and and there's different things we're gonna um, we've been looking at in that. I'm just a very kind of very quick recap. You know, we're talking about that everything we have is by God's amazing grace, which means our merited favour, and the gifts of the Spirit are also by God's amazing grace. And um, we haven't earned them. We didn't deserve them. And just like everything in God, we didn't earn it or deserve it. But it's all because of His grace, His His favour as His Father. Um, as our father, sorry, as our father, he just wants to just to bless us. Um, 
So, and you know, we're encouraged to eagerly desire um, the greater gifts. That's in 1 Corinthians 12, 31, or the Passion Translation says, constantly boil over with passion in seeking the higher gifts. So let's be passionate um, about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And, you know, the reality is, you know, as human beings, um, but as believing human beings, as, as Christians, then we are not natural or just natural. We are natural because we're, we're here, <laughs> we exist, um, but we're not just natural human beings. We, we are supernatural human beings. Praise, praise God. You know, and, you know, the reality is the supernatural just means God's super added to our natural. We bring ourselves, we bring, our, we bring who we kind of are naturally, um, you know, but God adds his super to our natural and he can do the supernatural within us. So because of that, we're, we, you know, we're different. We're different to people who aren't yet believers. We want them to become believers, of course, and to have the promise of eternal life that we all have as well. But as believers, we are, we are supernatural. The Holy Spirit dwells within us. So and I just want to kind of, so as we look at the gifts of the Holy Spirit that God, God desires to give us, um, you know, the supernatural gifts and praise God, praise God for that. But sometimes when we talk about supernatural, it can seem a bit spooky or what does that mean or it's more complicated. And I just want to just through this series just to demystify um, the gifts. So this is kind of one of our key passages of scripture. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 7 to 11, Paul writes this to the church in Corinth. It says this, Now to each one the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom, to another a message of knowledge, um, to another, a message of knowledge, sorry, I've just said that, to another message of knowledge by means of the same spirit, verse 9, to another faith by the same spirit, to another gifts of healing by that one spirit, to another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and to another the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of the one and the same spirit. He distributes them to each one just as he determines. So as I mentioned earlier, they're, they're supernatural gifts departed by God and we're encouraged, encouraged to eagerly desire them or passionately boil over with desire to receive the gifts. And there's different groupings um, that the gifts can be put into. And tonight um, we're going to be looking at the utterance gifts. There's three different groupings of gifts, the revelation gifts, the utterance gifts and the power gifts. We looked at the revelation gifts last week um, and we'll look at the utterance gifts this week and we'll look at the power gifts um, next week. So the utterance gifts um, kind of um, it doesn't actually say these these words um, in scripture, but this is just what kind of theologians have done, and it works really really well the way they've grouped them together. So the utterance groups are prophecy, different kinds of tongues, and interpretation of tongues. Prophecy, different kinds of tongues, and interpretation of tongues. And as I said earlier, I just want to demystify these things tonight. They can kind of seem a bit out there or a bit um, you know. Just, just seems a bit unreachable. What's that all about? Maybe that's for someone else and not for me. What does it actually mean? Well, how, what does this look like in, in reality? So I want to demystify that stuff and, you know, we all should be um, passionately desiring, desiring the gifts of the Holy Spirit, including these ones, prophecy, different kinds of tongues and interpretation of tongues. Great. So let's start with prophecy. So prophecy, the, the Greek word there where Paul wrote that, the Greek word is prophesia which is where we get the English word prophecy from. Okay, and it literally means a discourse emanating from divine inspiration and declaring the purposes of God, whether by reproving and admonishing the wicked or comforting the afflicted or revealing things that are hidden, especially by foretelling future events. So a discourse emanating from divine inspiration and declaring the purposes of God. It can be for reproving and admonishing the wicked, um, 
and often that was used in, in the Old Testament, or comforting the afflicted or revealing things hidden, especially by um, foretelling future events. Okay, so that's what prophecy literally means. And in the Old Testament, there are a whole load of different, different prophets and, and great prophets, you know, like Elijah um, and Elisha and Zechariah and Isaiah. And, and um, you know, I've got books named after them, or certainly Isaiah has and Jeremiah has. Um, and, you know, they were great prophets and they would bring a, a word from God. They bring a word from God. Um, you know, to the people and, and talk to the people. And sometimes they had to correct the people because um, there, there was a whole load of issues going on and maybe some sin um, some sin going on. And so the kind of, there was a role in the, in the Old Testament for prophets. You know, but things changed, you know, when it came to the cross because we're now, of course, the other side of the cross and, and things different, um, you know, because God can speak to us directly, um, which is very, very different to kind of how things were. Um, kind of in the Old Testament times, they needed a prophet in order to be able to communicate with the people. But obviously things have changed and God speaks to us directly and we have that inner uh, kind of voice inside us, that still small voice as the Bible says where, where God speaks to us directly. But there still is very much a place for prophecy. Um, yeah, there may not be the same kind of roles like there was for Isaiah and, and Jeremiah in the same in the same way. Because God can speak to us directly, but there still is a place for prophecy. When God speaks speaks to someone for the kind to build up a church or to speak into someone's life directly, and uh, where God wants to share something with them. Okay, so so prophecy is God imparting His thoughts. Isaiah fifty five verse eight to eleven says this: This is God's own words. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. And my thoughts and your thoughts, as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it blood, bud, <laughs> not blood, making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So it is my word, so it is the same with my word that comes out from my mouth, that will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. So it's talking about how powerful God's word is and a message from God is and God's saying his thoughts are not our thoughts and neither are our ways. His ways are different. As high as the heavens are, are higher than the earth. So his ways are higher than our thoughts and his, thought, his, his thoughts higher than our thoughts. Okay, so God is on a whole different scale and we know the reality of that. But this is God is not making a point here about uh, kind of blittering us. Just kind of remember who you are. I'm up here and you're kind of right down there. Now this is an invitation from God. And God, um, through prophecy, wants to impart his thoughts and to impart his ways and to speak directly um, into people's into people's lives by by receiving a message um, message from God, okay? Because His ways are so much higher than our ways. We can have natural wisdom, and natural wisdom is not a bad thing. And you know, but the reality is, it's not the same as godly wisdom. Amen. You know, God's thoughts are much higher than our thoughts. He knows the end from the beginning. He is the end and the beginning. He is the Alpha and Omega, the end and the beginning. Self. He sees the end of our lives. Um, you know, and you can see the beginning of our lives. He operates completely outside of time, and we just kind of in this, you know kind of thinking about today and what's what needs to happen today whereas God looks at our lives in a completely different way because he's outside of time and he knows the decisions we're going to make and he knows what we're going to be doing in 10 years time etc and 20 years time and 30 years time so God has a whole plan and purpose for our life so that's the context of this so that his his thoughts are different to our thoughts but God wants to impart them to us and sometimes we impart it to us through other people and that's what prophecy is and Jesus operated in all in prophecy um you know all the time and Jesus is always our our best example in everything. You know, Jesus was being would would be prophetic about his death and resurrection. There are times over and over and over again where Jesus said to his disciples or to the crowds listening 
about that he was going to die and rise, rise again, or was said like like Jonah was in the in the belly of a fish for three days. The Son of Man, referring to himself, was going to be um, was going to be in the ground for three days, and that the disciples didn't really understand. The crowd certainly didn't. The disciples didn't always understand either um, exactly what Jesus was saying. But he was being prophetic um, about what was going to what was going to happen. It was it was a foretelling um, of the future, and that happened over and over again. Jesus would also do um, give individual prophecies as well, or prophesy over people's lives. For example, um, with Peter, he, he said to Peter, you were Simon, but you will be called Peter. So his name was Simon, or Simon Peter, he was called at the time, but, but Jesus changed it and said, you are going to be Peter. And the significance of that, Simon means, just means reed. He said, you've been like a reed that's been blown around uh, like the wind, but now you're going to be Peter um, or, or in Greek it's Petros which literally means rock so he's going to go from being a reed to, to a rock two very very different things one thing that's blown around by the wind and one thing that's that's stable and, and and secure and things can be built upon it right they're very very different things so Jesus was prophesying directly there into Peter's life you were Simon you were a reed but you're now going to be Peter you're now going to be a rock amen so so Jesus would, would prophesy in terms of prophecy about the future and into people's lives as well so what did Paul actually say specifically um, about this about this gift? Let's kind of expand on that. This is 1 Corinthians 14 verses 1 to 5. Paul says this. Follow the way of love and eagerly desire the gifts of the Spirit. We talked about that, eagerly and passionately desiring the gifts, especially prophecy. For anyone who speaks in a tongue does not speak to people but to God. Indeed, no one understands them. They utter mysteries by the Spirit. We're going to come on to speaking in tongues. I'll explain more about that uh, later tonight. But the one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, encouraging and comfort. Anyone who speaks in a tongue edifies themselves, but the one who prophesies edifies the church. I would like every one of you to speak in tongues, but I'd rather have you prophesy. prophesy sorry. The one who prophesies is greater than the one who speaks in tongues, unless someone interprets. And we'll talk about that later as well. So the church may be edified so to jesus uh, so paul here was talking about not jesus paul was talking about here how important prophecy is and how in one sense it's better than speaking in tongues which we'll come on to later tonight um because because people understand it and it encourages people and, and, and it comforts them and they can understand it because it's in their own language for us english okay because it's all about edifying the church it's all about encouraging people so um you know, that is, that is the main purpose, I would say, as a pastor, that is the main purpose of prophecy, is in order to encourage others. I don't believe we're in a place now where, where you know, in Old Testament times, there would be times when they would kind of predict things about the, the, the wicked um, and prophesy things about the wicked. But I don't believe this in a time now where God's wanting to prophesy things about the church and, and things that he wants to do to the church other than good things. It always needs to be encouraging and, and building people up. You know, I heard a it's quite an amusing story, but also a bit scary at the same time. Um, my brother-in-law told me once that, and he's he's a, a leader in another church, and he told me about once he was in a church, and there was someone who was uh, he was was sharing what was everyone was believing was a prophecy from God, and in this kind of he had a kind of a picture, and in his picture it was the people in church, and they were all kind of like on a chessboard, and they were kind of pieced. There were different chess pieces. You know, there's a king and the queen and the and and the pawns and um, knights, etc. And the different different pieces on a chessboard and and god was saying about how much he how much he loved them and everyone's like well this is a great this is a you know god wants to use us and like chess pawns and the way they're moved god wants to use us and and god loves us and it was kind of really encouraging and it kind of got to the end of the prophecy and it's and suddenly kind of the man almost totally changed direction the guy giving this prophecy and said 
but but God is also saying that you've all been sinful and I'm going to completely destroy the chessboard and wipe you off the face of the earth. Now, um, I don't know about you, um, but I think that prophecy is way off beam and that's, that's not good. Um, so, you know, the reality is prophecy always should be tested against scripture as well. You know, if someone has a prophecy for you and speaks directly into your life, always test it, pray, pray about it. Don't just think, well, someone said that. Even even if it's myself and Wendy speaking into your life, you know, test it against test it against scripture, weigh it up, um, pray about it, and say, you know, it's God, God, what are you saying? What are you wanting to say here? But prophecy should always be building others up. That's certainly my belief, and always tested against scripture. You know, in in my own life, um, personally, there've been many prophecies over me, and it's just been such an encouragement uh, to me um, over the years. Um, just built me up um, back in 1996, I think it was 1996, 1997, somewhere around there, and I've got it written down somewhere. Um, I think I know where it is. Um, anyway, I've got it written down somewhere, and someone had a, a prophecy over me that I was going to have a speaking ministry. I wasn't involved in any kind of speaking then, wasn't involved in any church leadership then at that point, um, but God God gave them a word for me, and it was just so, so encouraging. A bit scary at the same time, um, but so, so encouraging. Um, also another prophecy that I was going to kind of be a strong oak um, in church, but like, like what Jesus was saying to Peter about being a rock, and it was, I was going to be a strong oak in the church. Again, wasn't involved in any kind of church leadership at that time, but but really held on to that and, and hung on to that, and I tested it um, as we should against Scripture, as, as I said, and prayed about it, and really felt those those were both both right. And that was two separate prophecies, um, you know, that God's been fulfilling over over the years. So I became got involved in church leadership and then became a pastor ten years ago. So. You know, praise God, but it's just been such an encouragement to me. And that's what prophecy is, what prophecy does. Remember, it's always about encouraging people, about edifying them, um, about building them up. Amen? That is the purpose of, of prophecy. And that's why Paul is here saying, you know, that one who prophesies, this is 1 Corinthians 14, verse 3, the one who prophesies speaks to the people, they're strengthening, encouraging, and, and comfort. Amen? That's, that's the purpose of it. If, if a prophecy isn't strengthening or encouraging or comforting, then... You know, maybe, maybe it's not God. You know, that is the purpose of that. God just wants to to encourage others, and we use we use you and we use me um, in order to do that. And you know, if you do believe that God's given you a word um, for somebody, then I encourage you to share it and, of course, be obedient in that. Now, what does prophecy actually look like in church? What does this actually look like if you believe you've got a word? Um, and it's happened sometimes in church, you've probably seen this, uh, where, where someone believes they've got a word for the whole church, for the whole congregation, not just speaking of the individual's life, although that's brilliant as well, um, but speaking uh, a word for the whole church, a word of encouragement, or something that God specifically wants to say, or a scripture that God particularly um, wants to say to, to encourage us and build, build us up. So um, what does this actually look like? You know, if you're, if you're in that situation, you believe that God's given you something, I just encourage you to come and speak to me or Wendy, um, before the service, when we are doing physical regatherings again, which will happen, um, you know, to come and speak to me and Wendy before the service, or even uh, during the service, um, if it's at that point, um, you know, and we'll, of course we'll judge and weigh that as well, and feel, you know, kind of judge what God's saying and saying in it all, and we we'll kind of kind of go from there. And if it's right to share it, then absolutely, we'll, it'll be shared, you know. And also, you can do this in your connect groups um, as well. If you've got, a, if you believe you've got a word for somebody else, a scripture for somebody else share it be obedient be obedient to that don't don't be fearful don't be fearful about what's the worst that's going to happen if it's not if it's not quite right don't prophesy that god wants to wipe off the face of the earth like and destroy the chessboard <laughs> that's not that's not a prophecy from god i can guarantee that um but if you've got a word of encouragement for somebody else then make sure make sure you share it 
as well as you do in connect groups or just in your friendship groups. It can happen in, in again, when we're, when we're regathering, it can happen in Jarvalicious. Kind of, these things can kind of happen in, in just a, a natural, a supernatural things, but happen in a natural setting. Amen? So let's be obedient to that. And, you know, a word, a word of prophecy can really change um, somebody's, somebody's life. Somebody can, you know, just be discouraged or kind of thinking, you know, God, or maybe they've got to make some big decisions. And they're not sure what to do. But a word of prophecy from someone, um, you know, when it is a clear word from God, can be so helpful and so encouraging and so edifies them um, in that situation. You know, Paul talks about then about strengthening also and, and comforting. That's also what a, what a word of prophecy would do. Maybe people that someone, a person that's going through a real difficult uh, situation and God gives you a word to speak into them just so that, you know, that God loves them, that God is with them. He promises to never leave them or forsake them or maybe a specific scripture um, or passage of scripture that you want to share share with them. You know, believe is, is from God. It will, will comfort them. It will strengthen them through that hard time they're going through. So prophecy is, is a great, is a great thing. Amen. Praise God. So, so that's kind of prophecy and it's a very big, you know, we haven't had time to you know, unpack it in loads and loads of detail, but it's, it's, a, it's a great thing. And, you know, you can read books on it and all sorts of, all sorts of stuff. Um, but prophecy is just very, very powerful. But I'd encourage you just to, just to operate in that. I remember we were encouraged by Paul to eagerly desire the gifts. And let's eagerly desire uh, the gift of prophecy and speak truth and, into other people's lives. Amen. And be listening out for God. Remember, key to this all and with all the gifts as well is to is to listen and to be obedient to be listening what is the holy spirit want to say is there something that god wants to use me to speak into somebody else's life amen okay let's move on to the second bit and i'm going to kind of join join these uh, the other two utterance gifts together because they just naturally fit together different kinds of tongues and interpretation of of tongues okay obviously they they clearly very very work very closely um together so i'm going to connect those two so just going back to what we were saying earlier, um, Paul says, um, I'll go back to 1 Corinthians 14 verse 1, follow the way of love and eagerly desire the gifts of the Spirit, especially prophecy. For anyone who speaks in a tongue does not speak to people but to God. Indeed, no one understands them, they utter mysteries, um, they utter mysteries by the Spirit. Then it talks about the one who prophesies is greater than one who speaks in tongues unless someone interprets so the church may be edified. Now, there's, an, there's a part of speaking in tongues when we're baptised in the Holy Spirit that edifies edifies ourselves and, and builds ourselves up. Um, you know, I love I love speaking in tongues. I love speaking in tongues. It just it encourages me. Sometimes when I just don't know what to pray, um, I love speaking in tongues. Sometimes I'm just out driving and um, I don't know about you, but I don't know, maybe I'm just being a typical man. I can't really do two things at once. <laughs> and um, yeah, when I'm, when I'm driving, obviously you've got to concentrate on driving because that's a good idea. Um, and the law says it's what we should do. Anyway, so you've got to concentrate on driving. I find it hard, to, for example, if I just went into kind of a prayer time where I'm praying in English or praying for specific people, I'd find it hard to do those two things at the same time. But what I find is because cause it's just because it's a supernatural, um, supernatural thing, a supernatural reality, speaking in tongues, I can drive and speak in tongues at the same time because I'm not really I'm not thinking about it at all. It just, it just, it just flows. And I always feel so encouraged and built up um, and edified, you know, after speaking in tongues. Amen. But Paul says here, going back to where we were, 1 Corinthians 14, the one who prophesies is greater than the one who speaks in tongues unless someone interprets or the church may be edified. So he's not saying prophecy in itself is greater than speaking in tongues. What he's saying here is if someone just speaks in tongues, say, in a church setting, um, then, then no one else is, no one's actually going to know 
what, what they're talking about because it may be, it may be edifying that person but it's not really going to edify the church because it's like that well they're just speaking in tongues um, no one really understands it so it talks about interpretation so we'll come on to that okay so different kinds of tongues um, there's a couple of Greek words used there the word the word for kinds is uh, genos um, which literally means kinds or diversity and tongues literally means languages now because it's Sometimes that people get a bit confused by tongues. What's this? Is it all about this thing, <laughs> this um, thing in my mouth? What's 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 it all about? So tongue is literally just an old um, an old word for language. Um, it's an old English an old English in our own language. It's an old English word for language as well. For example, your mother tongue for us, um, and I guess this is a majority of us uh, families at Waterside. Our mother tongue um, is English, right? And that's that's reality. So sometimes people think about tongues. What, what's it all about? It just sounds weird. Then you could say different kinds of kinds of languages. Okay. And then interpretation of tongues. The Greek word is hermeneia. I think I said that right. And literally, literally that means an interpretation of what has been spoken. So we speak in tongues to edify ourselves as well. We can we use that to pray over ourselves. Now the way Paul talks about this is the difference between praying with your mind and praying with your spirit. Praying with your mind, which is kind of normal prayer, prayer in English, and praying with your spirit, which is direct communication with God, direct communication between the Holy Spirit within you and, and with God himself, and praying with your spirit. So it says this in 1 Corinthians 14, 13 to 18. For this reason, the one who speaks in the tongues should pray that they may interpret what they say. I've already mentioned that, we'll come on to that. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my mind is unfruitful. So what shall I do? I will pray with my spirit, but I also pray with my understanding. I will sing with my spirit, but I will also sing with my understanding. Otherwise, when you are praising God in the spirit, how can someone else who is now put in a position of inquiry say amen to your thanksgiving, so they do not know what you're saying? You are giving thanks well enough, but no one else is edified. I thank God that I speak in tongues more than all of you. But in the church, I'd rather speak five intelligible words to instruct others than 10,000 words in a tongue. So, so Paul here is, is, is talking about how powerful tongues is and how powerful it is when we pray in, in our spirits. Talk about, about praying in our minds, so just praying in English. You know, where you bring our requests before in our, in our English language. But also you can pray, pray in your spirit. And it's an amazing thing to do. It's a brilliant thing to do. But, but he says, but if that happens in church and people are doing that publicly... You know, that person personally may be edified, but it's not going to help the church in, in, in any way because no one knows what they're saying. So he says there, in the church, I'd rather speak five intelligible words than 10,000 words in a tongue. Because those five intelligible words are going to be more useful than 10,000 words that no one really understands. I hope that all makes, all makes sense. Okay. So the, the specific gift of, gift of the spirit of speaking in tongues refers to supernatural gift of speaking out a message from God. Um, but not in English. So it could be in in kind of the tongue, the uh, heavenly language, which we often call it, the tongue's language, or it could even be in a real human language. And you saw that, see that in um, Acts chapter two, you know, where it says they, you know, where the Holy Spirit came upon them and they were speaking in different languages, but they were different real languages, and people were astonished because people from all around the area were like, "How do they know all these languages? What what's happening?" Here. and it was just a, just a powerful uh, just sign of what God was doing um, in, in that time so it's a supernatural gift speak out a message from God of, of praise or prophecy but not in English it can be the, the heavenly language of tongues itself or it could be a real human language remember tongues the word tongues literally means languages 
okay? So let's skip back to 1 Corinthians 14 verse 5 because this is really important to say. I would like every one of you to speak in tongues, but I'd rather have you prophesy. The one who prophesies is greater than the one who speaks in tongues unless someone interprets so the church should be edified. So if, if someone um, decides to speak out in tongues in church then it, and, it's, and they believe it's a gift from God, then someone needs to interpret because obviously the church is not going to be built up or edified, that's what Paul's saying here, unless someone interprets. It's going to be like, well, that's nice, but <laughs> I don't know what that means. Okay, so someone should interpret. And so who should interpret? 1 Corinthians 14 verse 13, we mentioned this verse earlier in another passage. For this reason, the one who speaks in the tongue should pray that they may interpret what they say. So ideally, um, it should be the one who's actually given the message in tongues who should ask God for the, the interpretation um, and then give that interpretation in English so the church can be built up and can be edified. Amen. Because the message of tongues, remember, as with all the gifts of spirit, it's all about building others up, edifying others. It's for the benefit of everybody, so it needs an interpretation into English. Um, otherwise, it doesn't really serve any purpose, does it? And the person who gives that original message should be the one praying for the interpretation. So again, what does this actually look like um, in church? What does speaking and interpreting tongues look like in church? Um, I'm not talking about just, just speaking in tongues to edify ourselves, you know, when worship's happening in church and that kind of, that kind of stuff. Um, you know, just just go for it. <laughs> whatever God's asking you, to, you know, whatever you know, God's ministering to you at that time, and be edifying yourself. But if it's actually a message for the church or for wider people within a connect group, for that for that connect group, or in a, again in a friendship group, like we talked about the prophecy, um, if 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 it's in that context, you know, it needs to be interpreted. And if it's in a, a kind of church service, again, come and speak to me or Wendy before the service or, or after the service, um, you know, or speak to your connect group lead or whatever the kind of context of that is. But then. But again, let's be eagerly desiring all the gifts of the Spirit, boiling over with passion, you know, to receive them and be used in those. So hopefully that's kind of helped demystify some of those, especially especially the gift of tongues. Um, people are going to think, well, that's kind of a bit out there. But how does that apply to me? But it's just a message from God, which is either in a or it's in a real language, um, but, but other than other than our native language. Um, but it, it then needs to be interpreted. So it's a word of prophecy. So it's similar to prophecy, but it's just in another language, in the heavenly language or another real language. But then it's just interpreted into English, just like prophecy would be in the first place, you know, for building others up, for encouraging others, for comforting others um, and for strengthening others. Amen. Now, God is good. These amazing gifts that, that God has given us. And we're so blessed, you know, to be able to use these. Amen. So I encourage you to desire these gifts. I'd encourage you to operate in these gifts in obedience to the Holy Spirit. Remember, they don't have to be in a church setting. It could just be with you and, and, and one of your friends. Um, that you believe that God's given you something to speak into their life. You know, a, a, prophetic, a prophetic word, a word, a word of encouragement, a word of comfort um, into their lives. Amen. You know, the reality is, as, as we've saying all along in this series, tools are only useful if they're used, right? Because this is the believer's toolbox and the tools are there they're free gifts from god gift of his grace but they're only useful if they're actually put into practice so i encourage you just to to operate um operate in these and to step out into these and don't don't be scared and connect groups is a great place that and you know because it's a smaller group and people worry less about whether they might may or not get things wrong or, or whatever but it's just a great place uh, to start or even just with you know an individual friend you're going for a walk with them and and you know 
you've been praying for them that morning you believe that God's given you a scripture to speak into their life you know that is a word of prophecy you're operating in the gifts of the Holy Spirit that's awesome and it's going to it's going to bless you that you've been used by God and it's and even more importantly it's going to bless the person because they know that God's been speaking um you know God's been speaking to you about them amen and he's got a word of encouragement and a word of blessing for them so you know it's it's, it's we're all blessed all around amen yeah they're, they're incredible gifts but they're only useful if they're actually used and put into practice let's be seeking god eagerly desire those the gifts passionately desire them and let's be obedient let's be listening out to what 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 uh, god may be wanting to say through us and who we may need to speak to and who you know who the word that may be for and then let's be obedient to that actually act act on it because it's not going to be any useful unless it's actually put we haven't just received the message but actually passed it on to the person that god wants us to pass it on to amen so let's be obedient in that Praise God. Let's just pray. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, again, we just thank you for all these gifts. Lord, the wonderful gifts of the Holy Spirit. Lord, they are supernatural gifts. Lord, we just thank you for every single one of them, Lord God. Lord, and I pray we'll be a, a body of people, Lord, a church body, Lord, that eagerly desire the gifts of the Spirit, Lord, that passionately desire them, Lord God. Lord, I pray you'll just use us, Lord God. And these, these particular gifts we talked about this evening, Lord, the gifts of prophecy, Lord, or different kinds of tongues and interpretation of tongues, Lord, those gifts that are for strengthening, encouraging and, and comforting others. I pray you'll use us in those, Lord God. Lord, help us to be obedient to you, Lord God. Help us not to be scared of stepping out into those things, Lord God. Lord, help us just to trust you in that. Be listening out, for, Lord, for your, that still small voice within us, Lord God. Lord, Lord, may we be a people, Lord, that are praying for others, Lord. And as we pray for others, Lord, you give us words for them. Words that are going to encourage them and comfort them or strengthen them, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. We want to just be obedient to you in faith, Lord, and, and act act on that, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Just use us for your purposes. Use us for your glory. We just thank you for these amazing tools, Lord. Lord, may we just keep these tools always by our side, Lord, and when they need to be used, Lord, that they will be used by us, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for all that you blessed us with. We have every spiritual blessing in Christ, all because of you. Thank you, Jesus amen amen praise god so so god is good um so next week we're going to come on to the power gifts and talk about miracles and, and faith and all those other things and so that's gonna be that's gonna be great we talk about how to operate in those and how jesus operated in in those as well so it's gonna be it's gonna be good so let's put these tools into into practice um, have a great week remember keep an eye on your emails and social media as we talk about regathering and what the plan uh, what the plan is for that and don't forget the easter videos that come from the pastors uh, every day this week starting um, tomorrow morning that's going to really bless you as well and all the usual things you can connect with 